I am recording now. Thank the gods. As am I. I also have my uh, big honkin' coffee. Is same. What we call it. Um, same. Lizards, we were we were talking makeup, which is one of our favorite topics to talk about. Mm, really is. Truly. And, you know, I realize that uh, supply chains are messed up all over the world, but uh, get some shit in stock, Sephora. I mean, <laughs> in a world where we don't have, still don't really have our lives back. <laughs> I am I am wearing a new lipstick that I purchased. It's on na- gorgeous. On National Lipstick Day, I've decided hey. that berries, berry shades are going to be mm. my thing and that they don't have to wait till fall. You can wear, wear them whenever. They don't have to, but together with your new haircut, you're, girl, mm. you're looking fine. Thank you. Lizards, I, I cut about six inches off of my hair. It looks like more. It looks like more than six inches. It looks fabulous. Thank Love you. It. Yeah, I... Uh, I have a tendency to just let it grow forever, and my the quality of my hair does not sustain let it grow forever style, um, because my hair is fluffy, and uh, even if I use tons of conditioning masks, which I do, uh, it becomes a broken, horrible mess pretty quickly. So uh, when I rolled on in to see Lisa, who's wonderful, and um, she was like okay, so what are we doing today? And I was like, you're cutting it all off. And she was like, okay, good. (laughs) (laughs) So you said, you teased me before we started. Oh, yeah. You said you had a ginger hair devil update. I do have a ginger devil update. Just that he's more insidious than we had ever imagined (gasps) previously. So, I have been avoiding permission to dance. Mm-hmm. Lizards, if this is your first episode, welcome. We are so happy to have you. A few so episodes happy. ago, one of my mysteries was, um, why did Ed Sheeran write such a hot garbage song for my favorite <laughs> indie band, BTS? Is, um, they're just this little local band. You probably haven't heard of them. You know. They're not really commercial or anything, so it's fine. You know, you... <laughs> You, I mean, I heard about them before they were cool. No, I didn't. I heard about them, <laughs> honestly, before Dynamite, so I'm a little cool, but well, definitely you not, you know, in 2014, 2015 when they formed or whatever. Anyway, uh, so the mystery was, why did the ginger devil do this to me? And um, I was watching, I am a sucker for, like, those autocomplete interviews that, like, mm. Wired and GQ, like, they all do those types of things. Because um, I think it really shows if someone is actually funny. Because it's, yeah, yeah. you know, like, it's off the cuff and you can see how they react to things. Because some people react to things going like, I don't know why you'd want to know my age. Versus, like, being funny. So BTS did one and I was like, oh, this is going to be adorable. And it was. Nice. <laughs> but one of the questions was, who is BTS's best friend? <gasps> and one of them was like, I forget who <gasps> it was. It might have been V. Said, Ed Sheeran. And I was like, <gasps> No! The ginger devil, so but insidious. Also, they have to collectively have a best friend. <laughs> I don't I th- like that. I mean, most of the they, most questions they did answer for themselves versus the collective. Okay. Um, I I I didn't think they were like they probably made the calculation that they weren't gonna go around and name 
either each other or, uh, you know, random Korean folks. So <laughs> uh, instead they went with Ed Sheeran, which is not the right answer. Interesting. That's the Ginger Devil update. He's more insidious than we ever imagined. And so I did, I did a little test. Okay. I did a test, a BTS test on the family in the car. In order, I played Butter, uh-huh. Dynamite, sure, and Permission to Dance. Okay. And then I said, the whole family was in the car, but I said, so girls, I paused it after Permission to Dance. And I said, so girls, which of those three songs that I just played did you like the best? And youngest daughter immediately said, Dynamite. And I said, okay. So I said, older daughter, which, which song did you like the best? She goes, you're playing songs? <laughs> <laughs> Seems better. And Super Husband goes, to be fair, they all sound exactly alike. And I was like, <gasps> okay, everybody. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, half of you have offended a lot of people, namely, namely Katie. Oh, and you're Katie. And you're M.M. And this is... The Wine Times Mysteries podcast, where uh, we're bi-coastal besties bonding, bonding. wine mysteries coffee makeup and the shenanigans i'm gonna tell you about today i'm so excited and let me tell you just in prep just in prep (laughs) this is probably gonna end up being another two-parter sorry not sorry because this shit is i'll start doing my uh my editing claw exercises now so sorry no because because we can't go for three hours and then do another three hours so trust me i'm trying a couple caveats okay? okay These events that sparked uh, sparked the story happened in 1994. Happened in French-speaking countries predominantly. So, ha ha ha, ha ha ha. So a lot of the news articles that I have are not the greatest sources because they were either translated from other French sources, so they're like third-hand. I did watch a documentary that we'll link to in the show notes. However, as Super Husband said. Why was this shot on a handheld Pan- Panasonic camera in, in 1996? And I was like, I really have no idea. And it was, <laughs> it was also quite biased towards, I feel like, some conspiracy theories, but we'll get into that. Yeah, a lot of the articles that I could find in English were very surfacy, right? So okay. it didn't get into a lot of details. And, and there is a book out there that looked fantastic that I could preview a couple of pages on online. I was going to order the book. This book is called The Order of the Solar Temple, The Temple of Death. How can you not want to read this book? Just do a quick, quick goog right now and tell me how much that book comes up for. That's a $50 Kindle. Right? I thought surely the $50 test to be for the actual paper book and I can just get a $5 Kindle version. No, no. The actual paper book, uh, I'm getting $62.95 to okay. $73.50. So, so, Lizards, long story short, I did not order the book. <laughs> if you want to find out more information, I feel like that is going to be the most in-depth source that you can find would be this book. Because it's several different articles about them that have been translated and then edited by the same mm-hmm. editor. So I feel like this is going to be a great source. But... That was 50 or 60 books I wasn't going to spend on a book. So there was also a Spotify podcast uh, called Cults Daily, which whew, it was it was basically one month where they covered a different cult 
every day. Wow. So, but the episodes are super short. It was like a five, six, seven minute episode. So again, super short. The Order of the Solar Temple. Here we go. Every, I mean, it already sounds ominous, doesn't it? What it sounds ominous, but I do enjoy the branding of it. It brings to mind <laughs> to me like Raiders as a Lost Ark, rather than oh yeah, as we've talked about uh, in the past, the Love is One cult. Mm-hmm. Bad branding there. Yeah, Mother Mother God, not a great name no. for a leader. Um, so Old Order of the Solar Temple sounds like if I join, I'm gonna get powers. It sounds mm-hmm. like someone's going to have some wings. You know, it, it set, I'm intrigued as a person susceptible to a cult. I'm like, tell me more. Right. And then, Liz, there's just a little bit of inside baseball before we get started. We do sometimes text each other and tease each other as to what we're talking about. And I, I, I got, so what we're going to be talking about is a French cult. And then I was like, hon, 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 like very excited. <laughs> The, the, so the teaser, I was already jazzed, and now we've got this amazing branding, and I'm like, man, I can just see like the like the club tattoos, the club, oh, the yeah. cult tattoos being oh, like cool yeah. stylized sunbeams oh, and shit. Oh, yes. And once we anyway. get into the actual leaders of this cult, and especially the one who is doing all the recruiting, I would have fallen for this shit, hook, line, and sing. I'm telling you, I would have been right up there. Uh-huh. I Take assume- my money. I assume that some horrific shit's going to happen. So yes. I, I, I do Let's want to like the content warnings, my endorsement of the branding uh, <laughs> is grain of salt. I just don't yet know all the horrific shit they're about to pull. I assume right. this is not just like a book club. So you rad no, name. no, no, no. So you haven't heard of this crew. I feel like at one point I have heard this Order of the Solar Temple phrased together, those mm-hmm. words put together in that order. I have no details, could not have told you it was French, could not have told you if it involved wine or not. Like <laughs> if it involved wine. So I have uh, I have no details. So I am well, coming in fresh. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. It's on a lot of listicles, which I feel like is one reason why you may have seen it. Like Probably. If, if BuzzFeed has a list of like 10 weirdest cults you've never heard of. That kind or, of what cult would you be in? Tell us oh. what, food, what Tell us your favorite fast food and we'll let you know. Yes, 1,000% this one, BuzzFeed. I can beat you to the punch, let me tell you. Okay, and you're not alone because before October of 1994, the Order of the Solar Temple just wasn't really well known, especially outside of these French-speaking countries and French-speaking populations in Switzerland, France, and Montreal, Quebec. However... In about 24 hours, there were 53 people that were dead in different but similar incendiary incidents across Switzerland, France, and Canada. Okay, and unfortunately, inc- inc- incendiary, like literally incendiary, like with li- fire? Literally, lit- literally fire. Okay. Um, and it included several children, and, and but also people that I think wouldn't normally quote unquote, think that they would fall for, for the cult, right? So some civil servants and a lot of pretty well-off people that they okay. thought were just like not your target demographic, perhaps, perhaps. Content warning, we're going to be talking about death. We're going to be talking about suicide, murder, infanticide, um, and cults. And immolation, apparently, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, there's that too. There's that too. <sighs> okay. Yeah. So if that's not your jam, join us next week 
Um, and although we kind of know what happened, there is still mysteries around what actually happened uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and the different theories around that. So there were 23 bodies that were found at a Swiss chalet in a place called Fribourg, and then another 25 in a separate chalet in Ballet, Switzerland. And it had only been five days that they had found three people formerly associated with this group that had been murdered in Canada, which was a couple from Switzerland and their baby son. So all of the three people that were murdered in Canada, though, were all found with many, many, many stab wounds, which is a little bit different from the folks that they found in Switzerland. And also the fact that they were stabbed to death with a wooden stake. Oh, oh. Mm. So the thing that kind of connected this couple from Montreal to, to those deaths in Switzerland and France was that they were former members of this cult, but also the, the cult leaders had been saying that this baby was the Antichrist. And so they were like, hmm, maybe these things have something to do with each other. Could be a connection. Blue is barking at this clue. Like, <laughs> this is for sure. Uh, I mean, I noticed you did say former member. Yes. So, you know, if they escaped or it was a, uh, not a uh, amicable parting. Not amicable. There, there were some cult grudges, you know. let's call them. Cult grudges. And and I know you'll get into the timeline, mm-hmm. but I don't mm-hmm. know if it's like if the baby was born after they left, then yeah, it would make sense for them mm-hmm. to be like, hey, this that baby's evil. Cause they- yes. And the baby at the time was only three months old. Oh my gosh. I, it's, it's awful. It's awful. So that was in 1994. However, uh, the fun didn't stop there. So there were a few more incidents of mass deaths. So I'm not saying mass suicides or mass murders, but mass deaths uh, from 1994 on to 1997. So in total, there were about 74 people that died. Wow. So a lot of my, the first round of information I got was from this documentary, which is, I think, literally just called The Order of the Solar Temple. And folks, it's on YouTube. Why mess with success? Why mess with such a good name? It's a great name. Um, So it's on YouTube, which is great. However, because it's on YouTube, you can't, there's no subtitling available. Oh, and, really? Okay. And uh, these folks are all speaking in French, and they do have people coming in and doing voiceover translations. But then it gets a little hard to hear at times. The audio quality is not really great. So I, I kept up as best I, I could, but it was a little difficult at times, just not great audio quality. I'm sure it was great in 1996 when it was made, also, keep in mind, in 1986, they didn't have all the information that we have now. And also, there were other incidents that followed after right, they right, produced right. this. Right. So, the documentary starts talking to a man named Terry. Although, it's, you know, it's French Terry. So, it's T-H-I-E-R-O-Y. Terry. Right? Who had who said that he had left the Order of the Solar Temple about 15 years prior. Although like that's been, been around. This is not Although that seems wrong to me. That seems like that's a little too late now that I know the entire timeline. But again, he was a former member who had spent I think that what it really was was that he had spent around fourteen or fifteen years 
in the Order of the Solar Temple, then he left. Okay. His main thing, and as we'll discuss later, a lot of folks who were getting kind of frustrated with the leadership of said cult were upset about the money that they had, of course, given to the cults when they found out some of the things it was being used for. Similarly, Terry uh, maintained that he was owed a lot of money from the Order of the Solar Temple, which we we can just call OST because, you know, we're cool. It's not BTS, it's OST. So on October 4th in 1994, he was told to drive out to a chalet in Switzerland because OST had had that money. They had the bag for him. They said, come on and get your money, Terry. All right. Uh, Ert, record scratch. Mm -hmm. How did we get here? This is a trap. (laughs) It's a trap! Like, right? That's exactly what I thought. This is no good. When the cult is calling you and saying, hey, I know you left. It's totally cool. We got your money. Why don't you come down out here to this remote chalet and we'll give it to you. But the answer is no. Take, no. It, to, take it to my bank and deposit to this number. Uh, merci. Or, like, or just leave the cash at this. I don't know. Don't People... You don't go to a second location. You also don't go to a remote location with your former cult leaders. Okay. So he's like, sure, sure, sure. So he he's living in Geneva and he drives like 100 miles out to go pick up his cash. He gets to the chalet and he's like, oh, this is really weird. It's all locked and it's closed up. And then he meets someone outside and they're like, yeah, we can't find it. We can't find the key to get in. So they call a locksmith. And he says, when the locksmith opened the door... It smelled like there was a lot of gas inside this chalet. And so Terry's like, I'm getting the hell out of here. Runs back to his car and tries to drive away. The friend is trying to get him to come back and stay and get him into the house. And he is like, no, no. So he gets smartly, gets right back in his car and drives to Geneva, which again is about 100 miles away. So he drove 100 miles there. Couldn't get in. Called the locksmith. Was like, no, thank you. No. I'm getting out of here. So that night is when there was a fire at the chalet. And the next day, when they're finding the bodies there, they found uh, the two leaders of OST, including one of them had a child whose name, I believe, was Emmanuel, like uh, the female version of Emmanuel. But he always referred to her as his cosmic child. Yes, wait for it. Also included the two members of OST that they believe murdered the three family members back in Canada. Okay. So they were talking to Terry about this. And Terry's comment was, you know, it's really interesting because uh, this one leader of the cult, his last name was DeMombro. He said he would always go up in flame, that, and that was the way that he was going to leave this planet. But the interesting thing is that his body didn't actually burn, even though he always told everybody that like fire was his element and it would reclaim him one day. But even though they found him in the charred remains of the chalet, that he himself actually hadn't burned. Isn't I mean, that's, that cre- that's pretty creepy. Yeah, oh, it gets way creepier. So they're going through the evidence at the chalet. And one of the things that they found there was a tape. And on the tape, they, because uh, the tape didn't burn either. So they listened to it. And there is this conversation between the two leaders of OST. So this is DeMombro. The other leader's name was Jure, his last name, Jure. So DeMombro says, you know, people have beaten us to the punch. 
And Jure says, yeah, well, Waco kind of beat us to the punch. And Demombro says, in my opinion, we should have gone six months before them. What we'll do will be even more spectacular. What the hell? So lizards, if you don't know about Waco and uh, the Branch Davidians, do a quick goog. But another tragic, tragic incident. The beat us to the punch. Oh, my God. Right? So so it's like the leaders, they were always planning on something Uh. horrific. And they were like upset that they got scooped. I mean, uh, right. The, the look on my face lizards. I know this is not a visual medium, but it was a, uh, a look of shock and awe and, uh, upset, oh, yeah. upset, but also like, Ugh. yeah, all that, all that. So they find out after they start doing their investigation that the night before the fire, Demombro and 12 of his followers had a ritual last supper at a restaurant in town that they liked to frequent, which was just like, ugh, like, really? Really? Okay. And then after this Last Supper, these quote-unquote mass suicides, but again, we don't actually know if they were suicides, so kind of there were these sites of mass death were conducted at these two different villages in western Switzerland, and then there was um, another one in Quebec. So they said uh, 15 inner circle members committed suicide with, quote-unquote, committed suicide with poison. 30 were killed by either bullets or smothering. And 8 were killed by some other means that they didn't specify. So in total, there were, there were 53 that day. And this is not including the people who died in the fire. No, this isn't, this is, so there, the building was set on fire. Oh, gotcha, 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 But they determined the people in, okay, got it, got it, got it. Got Correct. It. And so in Switzerland, they found a lot of these bodies in an underground chapel that was lined with mirrors and had a lot of other quote unquote symbolic items around them. And that they were all wearing these ceremonial robes. Okay. And that they were found in a circle with their feet together, like touching together with their feet. Their heads were on the outside. Yep. And that most of them had plastic bags tied over their heads. No. But that many of them had also been shot in the head. Now, due to the beliefs of this particular cult, they thought that the bags could have been a symbol of ecological disaster and doom that was going to be befalling the human race after the members of this cult had left earth to move on to a star called Sirius. Okay. So that this is part of their belief system. They said it's also possible that the bags were used as part of their rituals that they had in the temple because they were very uh, deep and steeped in, in ritualistic behavior. And that there was a possibility that they could have worn the plastic bags without being placed under duress and being forced to do it against their will. But they also don't know because there was also evidence that a lot of the bodies in Switzerland had been drugged before they were shot. So it's kind of like, well, why do you need to do all three right. or four of these things? Just it, it, It's like a, like a zombie double tap. You just got to make sure. <laughs> they found... 
you know, a lot of other bodies in these different ski chalets. And unfortunately, there were a lot of children that were together there. Oh, my God. And they found out about, you know, all of these victims when the officers went to the sites of the chalets because of the fire. And so they were fighting the fires, and they found out that the fires had actually been set by remote control devices. And that there were a lot of farewell letters there with the members of this organization saying they believed they were escaping the hypocrisies and oppression of this world to move on to a higher plane of existence on Sirius. Okay. 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 So, so the documentary, that's how we open with the documentary. Oh way. my just like, God. Because they're like, before this happened in October of 94, people like didn't, didn't just, this just was not part of our, our general zeitgeist. I suppose like people just didn't know about them. So at the time they were making the documentary, they, they were still like, you know, a lot of this is still a mystery and like what happened and why this happened. So they were talking to a lot of the different investigators who worked on this case and it was interesting because they're talking to them in different countries. So there was a Swiss, he was part of the police force, but a cult expert that they were talking to. And so he thought, well, if some of these people died, there have to be other people that survived, right? And so, because usually when you're looking at a situation where there is a cult and these members have been donating a lot of money, and then there's an incident of mass death, there are usually survivors who are still profiting from Right. that money that was given over to the cult. But they're kind of perplexed here because both of the cult leaders had also died right. um, in the fire. So there were four separate letters that were sent to media in Switzerland and France. And again, it was stating that they had left Earth to go to this star called Sirius. And they were like, okay, we saw this and we thought, okay, this sounds like suicide, Right. But there's another letter that was addressed to Charles Pasqua, who was a former minister of the interior in Canada. And that letter was complaining that the members of this cult were being intimidated and threatened by the police and that the police were keeping them under surveillance. And they, they were just enduring all of this harassment from the police and they couldn't take it anymore, basically. Like it can, nice. cannot be endured. After they get these letters, these rumors start to circulate that Jure, who was one of the leaders, hadn't actually been killed in this incident and that his body had been misidentified and that he's still actually alive and running around. With all the money. There was so... Money, money, money. So there was so much public pressure and there were so many rumors flying around that the chief pathologist who had identified his body felt like they had a duty to actually re-examine the body they had identified as his. So they actually had to go to a judge to get authorization to exhume him and, and do another test. So the first time they had, they had identified him, it was due to dental records. So the second time, which I'm impressed they were able to do this in 1994, they said, we want to ID, ID him through DNA testing. And the judge agreed to that. And so then they were able to get 99.9999999% certain that yes, this is indeed Luke Jure, but people were still skeptical about this. So there, there's a lot of rumors swirling around. And not everybody was certain of the story that the investigators were putting forward that this was a collective suicide. Among them was a detective in France who started to voice his doubts about this. He was also seen as a cult specialist, but he was like, pointed out kind of the things that we had previously discussed, right? So... They were 
using this specially adapted gun to to shoot these people with the amount of time that you'd have to take to to load it basically with all of these people who got shot like it would have been an insane amount of time and like who would have just hung around for that like it, he was like it would have been like an like an hours long process it just doesn't seem like that would have mm-hmm. done it but also why do you need to poison people and and um shoot them and put these bags over their heads yeah. suffocate them like it just doesn't make sense to him um they talked to one relative of a member who said that she found out that of her three relatives that died in quote unquote in the fire that they had one of them had three bullets one of them had five and one of them had seven and that they were quote unquote all lethal and she's saying well you can't kill yourself that many times so like what the hell is actually happening right so that means like someone's administering this and it's is it you know just like a Mm -hmm. or is it like a ceremonial like one here one here one you know because that's what the son wants you to do or whatever Right. And there were a lot of other rumors that were circulating about the how clean the crime scenes were, as in they were not, because the police were very focused on this collective suicide angle because they were part of this cult. They didn't do any sort of blocking off of the crime scenes. And so they said in Switzerland and in Canada that anybody could get access to these sites. Like they didn't actually cordon them off for days and days. And so they showed like someone had gone and just taken video there and they showed, you know, what is clearly the like charred remains of this house, but there's inside there's shoes, there's bags, there's like other random things around. There's a typewriter, there's chairs. So they're like, if we could walk up and take this video, like anybody could have walked up and taken things or moved things, touched things. Right. So it's going to be, close to impossible from an investigatory standpoint to, to get a lot of solid evidence here. Right. There's this overarching feeling that the, the Swiss police were determined to show that this was, the narrative was a cult who committed suicide and they weren't really quote unquote interested in digging any further to say like, was it maybe not? Right. So since most of the members who were found dead were either shot or drugged or both, there were doubts just creeping in that maybe these people weren't actually willing participants in this event. And this makes me so mad. Like this makes me so mad. Like, like whenever we get to anything that's about like police incompetence or like, well, this is the answer. So like, Oh my God. Right. Another thing that's really going to make you upset is the investigators who were looking at the bodies and doing the ID work. They also discovered a lot of bruises on the bodies and they said some of them were new so they could have obviously come from the events of that day but there were also a lot of old ones so it suggests that there was a prior period of violence that had been occurring in the community yeah i know i know none flames. of it's good flames, flames on, on the, the sides side of my face, face. Are we going to i know you're probably going to order of the documentary um mm-hmm. are we going to go on like a journey of the recruitment and like what they believe and stuff. Okay. That's part two. That's part two to look forward to. So the documentary cuts back over to Terry who said at this point, he's talking to the police, like good job, Terry trying to tell him what he knows. And he was telling them, I am sure that there will be more of these incidents that are coming, right? This is not the end of it. 
Mm -hmm. Um, And the police were really doubting that there would be another group of people who would do this that are connected to OST. They thought, they thought maybe, even the cult experts they had were saying, maybe, you know, in this type of situation, they said what you'd expect to see would be maybe four or five older members who have been very active here, who now their colleagues slash comrades in arms, whatever you want to call them, are gone. They might in, on their own individually take their own lives. But it wouldn't be another, like, group incident. Because that's just, like, no. Like, who would do that? Don't believe the person who was part of the cult or anything. Also, I don't know know if we know this. Uh, What happened to the friend that was trying to get Terry to stay? Ah, they did not say. I'm like, they did not say. Did that dude end up in the fire? Was that dude the person who started the fire? But they said they were remote ignition. Yeah, I don't know. Or like, I don't know. Um, if there's going to be a person that like gets to benefit off of all of the the death, like that person was alive, that person was not That's in there. Still, something that leaves me scratching my head. But I still cannot figure out who, after this, is actually profiting from mm-hmm. any of this. Okay. I will say that even as of today, they think there's around a hundred members still. Left. Yeah. That didn't leave yeah. to go to Sirius? Like, these were the people that, or, like... Or slash new recruits. Just, okay, we're, we're getting... Okay, sorry, getting sorry, 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 sorry. So, Terry's like, yo, homies, heads up, eyes open, you need to be on the watch. And the police eyes are eyes. Like, Terry, we know that you were part of this cult for 15 years, but we're cult experts. But we're, we, we know better. that's going to happen. Well, actually, Terry... Well, actually... <laughs> Fast forward to December 1995, a little over a year later, um, another 16 members of OST were found dead in what they call an isolated region of France, but really the region is the southeastern mountainous region of France called Vercors. So it was December 23rd, 1995, same star formation that the other bodies were found in. And it was found later that two of them had shot the others mm-hmm. and then committed suicide themselves with the, the firearms that they shot the others and immolation. So we get back to the fire element. I don't know, this is kind of interesting, but one of the people they found in that incident in 1995 included a former Olympian, who seemed like a badass bee, she, Edith Bonlieu, who had uh, competed in women's downhill skiing in the 1956 Winter Games. I know, she's a badass. So again, all the bodies were burned. They were in that same star formation. Listeners, I do do want you to imagine that I'm just in a permanent wince. At yeah, point, it's it's just, not fun to hear about this stuff. It's not it's not it's not good, right? Like I I don't have Jim Carrey's uh rubber face, but I do feel like I'm making a lot of mask-esque like mm-hmm. The other interesting things about the individuals that were identified in this group was that it included two French policemen whose cars had been found near the scene of the earlier incidents in 1994. Kelsey Priest Kelsu Priest. Also, one of the victims here was the person who had mailed the five suicide letters to police in the earlier incident. 
Wow. Cut to them talking to one of the investigators. This is a direct quote. This came as a shock. Despite what Terry was telling us, this came as a shock. After the 1995 incident, that's 69 people who have died. And then because this was shot in 1996, they did not know, but in March of 1997, five more members of Order of the Solar Temple took their own lives in Quebec. There is a small house that went up in flames, and they found five bodies in the house. They also found three teenagers, 13, 14, 16. They were alive, but they were the children of some of the people that were killed in the fire. But they were discovered in a shed behind the house. And they said they were alive, but they were really heavily drugged. The parents were trying to get them to come in the house, but the children were somehow able to negotiate their lives by staying in the shed. And the parents just lit the house up. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so then we get up to 74. Leave your kids out of it. Right? Jesus Jesus Christ. Leave your kids out of it. Oh, my God. Like, if you're going to, like, go to Sirius or whatever, I understand that you want your kids to come with you. But maybe, maybe leave them instructions or whatever. They can be the third wave. Like, clearly you're the second wave. You're the second group. You didn't go with the first group. So you're like the stragglers or whatever. And just be like, listen, when you're old enough and you've decided you want to come to Sirius 2, here's what you do. And then those kids can be like, deuces. I'm not doing that. If you're going to be in a suicide cult, like, maybe let your kids make be old enough to make those decisions for themselves like right right that is the incident slash incidents that brought this group to kind of a public conscience and what i was intending was for part two to go into the two yahoos who started this crazy cult and then get into the deeper aspects of what they believe as well as some of the ties that they may or may not have had to right-wing ideologies and neo-Nazis. Of course they did! Oh, there's a big surprise! That's an incredible... I think I'm gonna have a heart attack and die from that surprise! Of course Sorry, I was just taken over by a demon? (laughs) Of course! same. Same. I mean, it was really, it was bad enough, and then I got to that part, and I was like, God damn it. Of course you were. Okay, so, okay, okay. Yeah. So this was basically a large amuse-bouche explaining, like, this was the outcome that Mm -hmm. these two yahoos generated. Mm -hmm. And and next time we will talk about the yahoos. Yes. Okay. And and as a minor point and slash major point of clarification, I would have been sucked in by the ideology that one of the yahoos had who is very hippie crunchy be kind to the earth not the nazi part okay <laughs> yeah. not the, i feel like you had to get to like the 35th level of ritual insiderness before they even got to the nazi then surprise part. i think so kind of like when you finally get up the bridge in scientology and they tell you about xenu like i feel right. at like, first it's literally just you know being a 
a chill person. Yeah. You, you got to help people. And, and then you get to the Xenu level or the branding level of Nexium or whatever. Oh and you're gosh. just like, I thought this was women empowerment. And now you want to brand my uh, upper area? <laughs> help, pelvic. Yeah. How did she say lower pelvic region? Not even upper. I was, I was going with FUPA. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, hi, Brett. Um, so, uh, yeah, so, like, I get it. Like, it, it would be, like, I, I assume they suck you in, like, hippie crunchy, yeah. solar temple, yes. going to get some wings, maybe. I don't know why my brain is yeah. sort of fixated so, on getting some wings. And then it's like, surprise, Nazis. So, yeah, I mean, it's a combination. It's two halves, these two guys, Demombro and Jouet, and, Joy seems like the very charismatic, outgoing. He starts basically he does his own like lecture circuit. Mm-hmm. Where and he he was just, you know, a very charismatic character. And he's talking about he was also a homeopathic doctor. So an actual medical doctor, but he was very much into homeopathy. And so he was just into like this whole crunchy, whole life per- guru perspective, macrobiotic diets, and you gotta be kind to the earth. And that's the part where I've been like yeah done and then and then this other guy demombro who was more of the um nazi and uh yeah the nazi but also like i would imagine he he would have been real good at dungeons and dragons because he seemed like he was the dungeon master of this organization as like in, maybe coming up with the and then we're going to go yes. to serious and then the yes like the, the, mythos, the more yeah, the mythos. That's a good word for The that. mythos, the ideology, it was very, very ritualistic, kind of like Nixium where in and Scientology, right? Where you have to work through these different levels and then you get different colored robes and they mean different things. And also um, brought into the the organization this idea where they would start telling people about all their past lives and they were these very important people that had come back to complete this big mission and sitting them down and like, I don't know if you know this, but you are actually a reincarnation of Saint Hoogity Who. <laughs> you know Saint Hoogity Who. So, oh my God, Saint Hoogity Who, patron saint of uh, cats and donuts. And <laughs> DeMombro actually told everybody that he himself was an incarnated being who had lived several lifetimes, including uh, Moses. He was Moses. Oh, well, of course, just by and, coincidence. Um, Another Egyptian pharaoh. So he he was really big into like ancient Egypt and and also really centered this group around like the Knights Templar. Like that those were his building blocks. Sorry, it's like he was really into ancient Egypt, and I was like, so what? He's a fourth grader. <laughs> when you do that, yeah. unit, you do that unit, and it's Egypt, and then it's Greece, and then it's Rome, yep. and you get all the fucking rad mythologies all That's in a row, right. and like everyone picks one, they get real into it. <laughs> you would be so proud of older daughter because at brunch yesterday she started. Um, well, she she's re- she's really into she's at that phase where she's really into all the different mythologies, and right now she's really into Greek and Roman and lizards she's going through the iliad because she is just like so and i know and i was like i had to read that i had to read that in college and uh, not so much but she's into it and so then somebody was like oh did you like um i have a copy of it around percy jackson that's about percy jackson and she was like no here's all the reasons why number (laughs) one number two number three 
as not factually correct. And then someone asked about your favorite Disney movie. Mine? Yeah. It's my favorite Disney movie. Yeah, Hercules. I fucking hate Hercules. Oh. <laughs> Which one's Wh- your favorite? Probably Aladdin. I thought, why did I think you... No, you like how the Emperor got his groove back. That's what you like. Hell yeah. Emperor's new groove is yes. one of the best. It's yes. underrated. There we go. Okay, so then someone said, oh, well, did you really like Hercules? And she said, again, here's a list of everything that was wrong with Hercules. One through uh, 10,000, basically. And she was like, and another thing. I can get on board with that list. One, yeah. I'm always proud of First Daughter. She doesn't need I mean, to do anything special for me to be proud of her. But I am very proud of her right now. For, for not liking her. <laughs> it's a, it is an objectively, objectively okay, terrible movie. This is movie. the same girl who was like, you were playing music? <laughs> and then I had her listen to BTS. So Was she reading at the time? No. She was no, just staring. Just staring out the window. She the has a very, uh, a very um, active inner life. You know, she's probably yes. think, she's thinking some thoughts. Sure. And sure. Sure. sure, 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 sure. Let's go with that. Let's go with that. Well, lizards, I hope you liked this. This is, again, as Katie said, just the amuse-bouche before we get into the meat and potatoes of these Here's a sousant of evil, as we have said yes. previously. And then we'll get into uh, how buck wild this is wow i i, I cannot also just wait. wanted to say hi to our baker's dozen of listeners in australia yeah i uh we we oh, don't really <laughs> this is something that such a like small we're you know we're doing this for fun and don't yet have sponsors or anything podcast hmm. where you know we don't really look at the analytics but i was looking at the analytics yesterday uh-huh. Or the other day. And uh, there were some folks in Australia. And I was like, good day, lizards. And I sent a picture of the map to us. That's right. And I was like, holy shit. Uh, There's a smattering here and there. But I feel like more of our international lizards. Hello, international lizards. We love you. um, Are are more of our occasional. They check in. Um, type folks, since it'll be like us, just a, a smattering of downloads here, a smattering of downloads there. Well, maybe with the francophone lizards, well, we'll want to pick this one up. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> this is. Thank you for all the death and immolation. Oh, my pleasure. Just, just my immense pleasure. This is, I, I consider this, this will be my full birthday episode, considering yes. this is before my birthday, and part yes. two will be after my birthday. Opre. With a birthday <laughs> sandwich. By my opre. Shit. That's birthday. Bon anniversary. Oh, anniversary. Yay. Bon anniversary. Bon anniversary. Bon anniversary. Lizards, I full on, did I say this already, that I full on had to do the math to figure out how old I (laughs) currently am and what I am going to be Uh. and was on a video call with my brother and we were like trying to figure it out and I was like, have I turned this or am I turning this? And like, we really had to talk about it and talk it through. What? I always thought it was people who were like anti-aging and being like, I'm turning 29 for the fourth time that did that. But I legitimately didn't know. I could give a shit about aging. I mean, I'm not jazzed at my body breaking down, but like, I don't, I'm not going to be like, I'm, 
I'm well, 30. Well, I'd, ra- I'd also rather age than end up at the bottom of a Swiss chalet. So, that's true. You know. I would rather age than not age. Um, yeah. Meaning doom, doom, doom. But <laughs> I li- literally was like, no, really, I I, I got out a calculator and I did it. <laughs> uh, tell me you're an aging millennial without telling me you're an aging. Oh, did you did you see? Uh, there was a, a tweet the other day that was that referred to us as the Spice Girls generation. That I like. I did see that, and I do like that because yes, very that we, true. Because it's we have memories of t- a time without the internet. But yes. also, we grew up with the internet, so so we're not full digital natives. But unlike, say, my brother, who I think is tail end of Gen X. Look, lizards, I'll leave you with this. If you want to be my lover, you gotta get with my friends. Zigga zigga. Uh, <laughs> join us next week and really pop a bottle with us as we return to France and uh, learn more about this. Uh, more about this cult. Bye. Everybody.